0: Well, well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. It's hard to believe we have been doing this for as long as we've been doing it now. Um, I remember being uh, in a conversation with John and Christina a couple of months ago, going, how long do you think this will last? A couple of weeks? And here we are almost three months later. But I'm super excited to be coming to you. And if you don't know me, my name's Adam. I'm the volunteer coordinator at DHC. Um, I'm super excited to be bringing you the message today, week three of It's All in Your Head. And we're talking about this idea, and furthermore, what the scripture says about this idea, that there are many things that go on inside our hearts and our mind that that are kind of drummed up or developed because of what goes on in our brain. And John, a couple of weeks ago, the first time, talked about comparison, about how we um, kind of live this life where we compare ourselves to other people and what that looks like. And we compare ourselves in terms of career and family and, and wealth and how we look. And so that was a great uh, message if you missed that two weeks ago. And then last week, John talked about confidence and um, how really just what that meant for your own, not only uh, you know physical life here on earth, but your spiritual life as well. And I think that was a really cool thing that he did this week. I just have to tell you that uh, i need you to buckle up because this week is going to be uh, almost like a message and a half um it's one of those weeks that i just think really hits home in a deep and a personal way more than um some of the other messages that we've done we just kind of talk about dhc hey not every message is every other message right and this is a really important message it's a really important message because I, in my ministry career, have dealt with so many people in my life who deal with this. Um, I personally have dealt with this, and this is just a, a place of transparency, so I bring that forward. And so I think that's important as we look at this series, as we look at the idea of it's all in your head, and we look at what's going to be talked about today, that we actually land and have a conversation about anxiety. And anxiety is one of those things that I just believe is something that so many people deal with. If you look around or maybe you look in your own life or you survey your own life, I guarantee you that you know someone, maybe you know many people, maybe it's you who are dealing with this issue of anxiety. Did you know that anxiety disorders affect 40 million adults 18 years or older in the U.S. every single year? 40 million adults, that's a huge percentage of the population, right? In fact, that's 18.1% of the population. But here's an idea I want to bring forward. Here's one of the things that I just believe and that we're going to talk about today and we're going to talk about the tension of this today and the things that are real and that exist as we talk about anxiety because so many people deal with this. And here's just what I want you to know. I believe, this is an interesting one, right? I believe that at some level you have control over your mind and thoughts right think about that for a second you have control over your mind and thoughts but let's flip that on the other side of it do we do we actually have control over our minds and thoughts? Because think about it, right? Thoughts come into our head and we can't control what comes into our head. We don't have the ability to go, oh, I didn't want that there and it's there. But the other side of it is we do have the ability to give them weight. We have the ability to almost filter them. Let's put it like this. Thoughts come into your head and you have the ability to filter them. Right, And how does that look in your life when you are overwhelmed with all of the things that we are dealing with, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But let's talk about for a second the Jesus aspect of this conversation and our life because a lot of people think, that magically mystically what happens is when you say yes to following after Jesus when you say yes to being a Christian when you say yes to pivoting your life and putting it in a new direction that things should just be better that for whatever reason when you become a Christian that anxiety shouldn't exist anymore that anxiety doesn't exist anymore and here's the here's the point We, we kind of ask ourselves hey when I become a Christian isn't this supposed to be fixed Isn't this supposed to be different? Isn't this supposed to be better? Aren't I supposed to not deal with this anymore? And I don't believe the answer to that question is yes at all. What I believe is, is no, it's not supposed to necessarily be fixed, but when you say yes to following after Jesus, that you have a new set of tools, that you have a new set of principles or a new set of resources to then be able to conquer the anxiety that comes into your mind and into your head and into your heart. Because the truth is about human beings, the truth is, is that we think too much. We do. We think too much. I mean, if you think about it, all of the things, and I'm going to get a little bit hyped up here in a second, so just stay with me. All of the things that we have to think about every single day and every single week could cause someone anxiety. Let's talk about life change. What happens when life changes? What happens if I get married? What happens if I enter a new relationship? What happens if I have a baby that's new to my life, causes a lot of anxiety? What happens if we move cities? What about confidence? Should I be confident in this? Should I be confident with that person? Should I be confident in my job? Should I be confident with my parents? Should I be confident with my kids? What about my past? I messed up in the past. I screwed up in the past. I don't know if I can ever move on from my past. How could I do that? How could I have a bright future if I want to have, if I have an ugly past? What about my friendships? Are they my friend? I don't know. Do they like me? I don't know. Should they be talking to me? Aren't they supposed to be mad at me? Didn't I wrong that person? Isn't so and so friends with someone who I wronged or they wronged me? What about my friendships? What about all my screw-ups? Because God knows we've had a lot of those. I've messed up up here. I've done wrong here. I'm really stepped in mud over here. I've been to jail. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I really messed up and got fired from this job. I'm on my third wife or my third husband. I don't know what to do. What about your job? What about the actual career that you have that your dollars in life are tied to? What if you lose that? What if you mess up at work? What if you crossed the line with a coworker? All of those things. And if that didn't give you anxiety, what I just said, it sure gave me anxiety. But the truth is, is that we deal with all of those things over and over and over again. The question isn't, right? I love this. The question isn't who in our culture has an anxiety issue. I just believe that somewhere along the way we have to ask the question, who doesn't have an anxiety issue? Because we say it's 18.1% of the population, but I truly believe it's a lot more. And what I think is so interesting and so severe about anxiety is that this is, and, and granted, this is my own opinion, right, in terms of my own journey with it, but I think the problem with anxiety and the problem with all of those things overwhelming us from top to bottom is that anxiety is a gateway anxiety is a gateway to a lot of things anxiety is a gateway to numbing call that with alcohol or drugs anxiety can be an a, a gateway to drug addiction anxiety can be a gateway to depression and all other mental illnesses that go along with that which is why it's so important that we understand what anxiety is And it's so important that we actually figure out how to put things into practice that help us conquer our anxiety before it gets too severe and too bad. Because gang, I've seen enough people in my life. I've encountered enough people in my life that have dealt with this issue at a very severe level. And I just want to say, man, what if we had gotten in front of this on the front end? What if early on, or maybe it's even creeping toward being a little bad, what if we could address this on the front end toward the back end when things got really, really stupid and really silly and the wheels started to come off the cart? Because I just truly believe that a lot more people have anxiety issues than we actually let on. But what I love about this is that Jesus, who we believe to be the risen Messiah, the Son of God who walked the earth, um, died Um, on a cross and rose again three days later so that we could live. What I love about this is that Jesus addresses this directly. And I truly believe, again, when when we give these messages at DHC, sometimes we just get a chance to give our opinion, right? And that's kind of, uh, you know, what it is. I truly believe that Jesus addressed this directly with people who were following after him, the people of the time, because I believe that he knew it would be a massive issue. I just believe that uh, because he was God that he knew that culture, society, human beings who he loved, who he cared about so much, were going to struggle with this uh down the road, somewhere along the way, and it's so important for us then to understand why he did this. So in Matthew chapter 6 in the New Testament, Matthew the first book of the New Testament, Jesus um addresses this in in Matthew chapter 6. Verses 25 through 34. And I think it's really important for us to take a look at what he says. And I I love this because it's so simple, yet it's so complex. So don't miss this. Stay with me. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. He goes on. What you will wear is life not more than food and the body more than clothes. Part of me wants to say, thank you very much, Jesus. Thank you for helping someone with a severe anxiety issue celebrate the obvious. We know this. We got it. How do you deal with it? Thank you for presenting this. We understand. Like I would go, thanks a lot. We Okay, we get it. What do you do with it? Okay, and then he goes on to give us more examples about things in existence, natural things that people of the time when he talk to them and, they, and he could they could relate to this right so don't don't miss this stay with me it says look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father still feeds them are you not much more valuable than they and then he really 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 says something that makes every one of us think, and many of us who struggle with anxiety have read this, or maybe you've been a Christian for a long time, and you've read this, or you've heard this, and you're like, I, I, I've heard this before, I understand this, but man, I, um, I, I really just need to hear this over and over again. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And at that point you go okay, Jesus, you got a point. I I know I I can't add any time to my life by worrying. Okay. But I get it. But, but, but what, what does that mean? But by saying this, Jesus, I, I just believe Jesus does something right. I believe he smacks his followers just right in the face and says, guys, I believe this is what I believe Jesus is doing when he, when he says this. And, and you know, that if you've followed along with DHC for any length of time that, you know, John and Christina, John, our lead pastor, Christina, our next-gen coordinator, they like to use that yellow text or or like a colored text when they're doing these messages. I don't tend to use a lot of it, but I'm going to use it right now because I believe Jesus is saying, stop it. Anxiety people, worry-filled people. I'm by your side. I'm giving you the tools. I'm going to help you through this. We're going to talk about practicals, practicals in a second. Stop it. I believe he says stop it. And I believe he just furthermore emphasizes, this will ruin your life. Stop. Stop it. Worrying. This is why. This is how serious he is. Worrying will ruin, ruin, ruin your life. You ever known somebody with a severe anxiety problem who didn't get it on the front end who maybe couldn't get it under control who wound up addicted to something who wound up with further emotional issues who wound up spiraling out of control ruining relationships um, in their in their life that they didn't want to ruin because they couldn't get it under control and jesus was telling them guys if if we struggle with worry consistently, if we do it, and he's not saying it's not real, he's, he's verifying that it is real. But when we consistently walk through it and struggle with it, then, we, then then if we don't figure it out over time, stop it, this will ruin your life. Maybe you know somebody who that happens to. Maybe, maybe you've seen someone cross your path and you've been close to them. And you've gone, man, they, their life has been ruined. Maybe your life has been close to being ruined. And you know how serious this is. And sometimes we can't understand it if we haven't been there, right? Because what Jesus is doing is he's not taking away anything from anxiety. He's talking about the severity of it. And he goes on. And I love what he goes on to next, because he talks not only about the birds and what they are encountering, but he goes on. And why do you worry about clo- and why do you worry about clothes? all you fashion people in south florida if you're watching trying to look good why are you worried about clothes see how the flowers of the field grow they don't labor or spin yet i tell you that even solomon the wisest man to ever live uh, in the old testament um, in ancient israel so he's he's somebody who's so so um uh, filled with splendor and wisdom he says not yet i tell you not even solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these is that how god clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire will he not much more clothe you you of little faith boom you of little faith i want to say jesus little faith now come on jesus i listen i understand what you're saying i get what you're saying but thanks for belittling me there at the end i have an anxiety problem thanks for belittling me jesus i'm dealing with anxiety day in and day out and what you say to me is you of little faith i don't know if i if, if, if if i were someone with a severe anxiety problem reading this i would be like thanks a lot and I've struggled with anxiety in my life, and I've had ups and downs, and come out the other side of it. And there have been times that I've read this, and I've said, "Thanks a lot." I'm trying. I'm trying. But that's what a battle with, with anxiety. That's what a battle with anxiety is. It's one constant day of trying, over and over. And when you increase your faith, your struggle with anxiety can oftentimes get better. I'm a living, walking, breathing example of that truth. It doesn't go away. I don't know that it ever goes away, but it gets better each time. He continues, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Let's go back to some modern day things that he's talking about there because what shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear still apply in modern day, but let's take a look at some different things that probably apply in modern day. Health. How many people do you know struggling with health anxiety during the pandemic that we're currently dealing with? COVID-19. How many people do you know that are Living in fear, Jesus says, stop it. It will ruin your life. It's not indicating that you shouldn't be safe. Being safe and being fearful are two very different things. How about people who are worried about housing? How are you going to pay your bills? What are you going to do? Jesus said, stop. Let's not worry about that. Let's put some practical things into place that will help you get better. Stop it. It will ruin your life. How about infertility? Infertility. Know anybody who's dealing with that? You dealing with that? And the only thing that you can think of is that your hopes and dreams will never come through. I'm sorry, come true. you think about those moments that may never happen. And I bet if I were a betting man, sometimes I am a betting man. (laughs) I bet you probably think about that maybe even more than all the good times that you're having right now. Jesus said, don't worry about that. It will ruin your life. How about your family? Your family broken your family shattered you're worried about what mom thinks dad thinks brother thinks aunt thinks sister thinks you worried about that make it right we can do that and that way we don't have to necessarily have that anxiety anymore jesus says stop it it will ruin your life how about relationships this is a good one especially for people who might be dating, engaged, I mean, married, listen, all across the board during what we're dealing with now. It's one of those things that's so interesting because a lot of times people, you know, we'll get together with friends, maybe on Zoom or we've even started venturing out. We'll see people going, how are you guys doing during this time, especially with a newborn? And Caitlin and I look at each other and we're like, how are you doing? Because we've been in the house together for five months because she was on maternity leave before this, but we're doing fine. We're doing great all's well. We're not worried about it because we're not worried it'll ruin your life about money you're worried about money some of us need a very active financial plan that we can execute because we've neglected it for too long and this pandemic has woken us up to go i don't know what i'm gonna do maybe it's the wake-up call some of us needed so that we don't have to worry about money anymore we can get a plan together and get it right don't continually worry about this make it right on the front and it will ruin your life this is what jesus said but seek first his kingdom. Let me let me stop and go back. You worried? You dealing with worry? Does it become excessive in your life? But seek first his kingdom and all his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, I love this. This is so powerful and so key. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own want to know what Jesus is doing? I I, I love this. This is, it's something, something I think is so key. Jesus is putting it back on you. Jesus is putting it back on you. He's putting it back on you to handle because I think what he's saying is I will be with you, but I can't do this for you. I will be right by your side, but you have to fight. And the problem is that a lot of people who are dealing with anxiety a lot of people who are dealing with emotional issues, a lot of people who are going through that, eventually what happens is somewhere along the way, they eventually look inside themselves and they go, I can't fight anymore, I'm done. Jesus will be right by your side, but he can't do it for you. You have to fight for your future. It's time to wage war on your anxiety. I don't know what that looks like. It might mean going to talk to someone professionally. It might mean talking to a group of people who have dealt with what you're dealing with. It might be reactivating those things in your spiritual life that have been dead. Those, there, there are a lot of things that you can do, but it's time to say yes to waging war on your anxiety. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says this, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we're wrestling through this. I want you to pay attention to that last half sentence after the comma. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Here's what I mean. Those thoughts that come into your mind, those negative thoughts, scripture says that we as human beings through faith in christ have the ability to take that thought captive almost when it comes in to grab it and to go absolutely not i matter. I can get this right. I can be confident. I'm not going to worry about that. I do not have a disease for all you hypochondriacs out there. That's a popular one. You've been to WebMD recently. Every time that you have a pain in your head, you do not have a brain tumor. Every time that you have a cough, you do not have COVID. It's not true. Don't give that thought. Wait, can you tell I've had some experience with this? Throw it on the ground. Don't do it. Not everything you think is true. It's not. We lie to ourselves all the time. Some of us are great liars to ourselves. Not that we want to live that way, but some of us are. Don't give that thought weight. I tend to think about it like this because I'm a new parent, and um, gosh, it's hard to believe that our little girl Libby will be one, I think, tomorrow this airs on the 31st and she'll be one tomorrow she was born on january 1st so she'll be five months not one did i say one no she was born on the first she'll be five months tomorrow i hope my wife is not watching this anyway um i tend to ask myself about anxiety and the things that i say to myself and the things that i think would i say that to a child would you say that to a child the answer is probably no so don't say it to yourself stop it this will ruin your life stop I tend to just think this I tend to just think that if we were to really step back and look at anxiety and what it was we were to really step back and take a look at worry and those feelings that come across our minds and just filter through our brain over and over again and all the things that I mentioned before I just believe something I believe that you don't have anxiety Hear me again before you hear me again i'm not telling you something that i haven't told myself you do not have anxiety you do anxiety you don't have anxiety you do anxiety and the thoughts exist and they land there you give them weight And I think that a lot of you who might have anxiety or who will be watching this look at the screen and go, do you think I like this? Put it in all caps. I love the all caps. They've told me I have to go to lowercase, but I really enjoy the all caps. So I had to get one zinger in there. Do you think I like this? You think I like feeling this way? Don't you think that if I could just make this go away, I would make this go away? I can't. You don't have anxiety. You do anxiety because those thoughts you give weight to. Now gang, I wanna back up and I wanna say that the things that I'm saying are probably the most difficult thing that you could ever hear if you're struggling through this and going through it. I just believe it to be true. I believe that your brain is magnificent. I do, I believe your brain is so magnificent, created by a miraculous creator, and I believe it's magnificent. And I believe that your brain has the ability to filter out what is true and what is not. I know because I've done it. And I know because I struggled with it and I struggled with it for years. And I started to say to myself about this, I love this. I will never Let another thought take me down. In fact, I used to say this too, and I still say it. My thoughts will not go anywhere unless I give them permission to. I will never let another thought take me down. No matter how bad it gets. Because with the hope of Jesus, you always have tomorrow. And it always promises to be better. And it always promises to be better than today. Throughout all of the things that might cause us anxiety along the way. Throughout the health issues, the relationships, the family, the job, the disease, the money. All the things that we exist with. You want to know what we achieve when we start taking those thoughts and holding them captive and not letting them go places until they are given permission to go? Places. You want to know what we experience? Here's these big yellow letters again. We experience peace. Jesus gives us clear instructions to obtain peace following after him and then with anxiety gives us very clear instructions he doesn't give us a lot of practical not right there that's okay we have modern tactics that can help us with the practical the question is will we follow them the question is is whether we will still continually deal with the anxiety for the rest of our life or whether we will follow the instructions of Jesus following some of those practical steps to get us there so that we can experience peace because if we don't we face destruction 100 percent, we do look around you've seen it i'm not telling you anything you don't know you see it every single day in the media you see it every single day about mental health issues you see it every single day about suicides and you want to know where it generally starts anxiety Here's just something that i just want you to know and i think that jesus talks about this in this tension filled way and i think it's so important right jesus in your life can save you okay jesus gives you that eternal peace but you have to fight for earthly peace Jesus is not going to just magically show up and fix your problems. He's going to give you the tools and the resources and the people and the education to get it done, but you got to fight for it. This is something that I think is just so powerful for us to understand. Jesus can save your soul. It's up to you to save your life. It's very true. Jesus can save your soul. It's up to you to save your life. In the book of 2 Timothy, it says this, For God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power and a love of a good mind. Here's what I want you to know. This maybe is the most difficult slide I've ever put up. You have nothing to worry about. And if we started, got somewhere in the middle, and ended every day like that, boy, wouldn't our life be different. And so before I go into the practicals, I'm going to give you something to do if this is you. So, um, at Downtown Harbor Church, we're not experts on everything. Um, we're not experts on anxiety. But I will tell you this. I truly believe there are a number of people in our church and in our organization who can speak to this at a high level so if you're struggling today and maybe COVID tipped you off got you to a worse spot than you were in if you're struggling and you don't have a place to go and you don't know what to do and you don't know where to start i want you to because this is a no judgment zone i want you to reach out to the church on facebook and i want you to just tell whoever responds it's going to be one of our staff It'll be very confidential that you're struggling and we will get in touch with you and we will help because I truly believe you have nothing to worry about and I want to walk you through that or help have, have us walk you through that. So what's the practical? Cue the piano music! Okay, uh, I just always wanted to do that. Um, what's the practical? Every week at DHC, we put this word on the screen hoping that you will hear something on Sunday and put it into practice on Monday. So what's the practical? Number one, I just want you to have some mentical, mental practicals today and I want you to think something you to think about this after the message ends think about yourself not everything you think is true have you ever thought about that not everything you think is true in fact most of it isn't true i want you to think about your thoughts when you think them this week starting today you can do it right after this think about your thoughts not everything you think is true and then this will be kind of fun when a bad thought comes into your mind because it's gonna one's gonna come into your mind absolutely should almost grab it, throw it down. In fact, if you do it like in your car, or, like maybe you're at work, maybe you're back to work now, and you like do that and throw it down. People are going, what's going on? The COVID really got to them. Boy, get the white coats and the nets, right? You know, what I mean, someone throwing, taking their thought, and throwing it down. However, you don't even have to do it, but the, in your mind, you should be doing it. Take that thought that is there and throw it down, and walk away, and focus on something else, and do something else, and don't give it weight. And then when the thoughts come into your mind, ask yourself this question as you talk to yourself and as you analyze these things and as you put them into practice. Would I say that to a child who's developing, hopefully, a sense of worth? Would I say that to a child? Because the answer is more than likely no. I just believe that Jesus can save your soul. It's up to you, with him by your side resources by your side others by your side us by your side to save your life the only thing that stands between you and peace is you and we can help and jesus will be there every step of the way it's all in your head Father, for those listening today who are struggling, I pray that you would guide them, hold them, surround them with your love and your grace, help them to reach out. God, for those listening who feel like they have a story they've conquered that they could invest in the lives of others, I pray that you would help them to engage and help with people because, God, all of the things we see, the addiction, um, the the mental illness, the, the downward spiral all starts here. God, please go before them. Bless them. As we walk through this, help us to Heal each other at our at our church together. May it start with us, Lord, we pray. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week.